0: Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Jesus-following attorneys that focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration, and defending religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or call 312-726-1243, follow us on Facebook or Twitter to keep up to date on our show or visit our website to view our entire podcast library of previous interviews. It's awesome. And our our program today is going to be awesome, too, if you have a job or would like to have a job or have ever had a job or ever expect to have a job and want to serve God and are wondering exactly what can I do? How can I serve God? Am I serving God if I'm working as as a janitor or a truck driver? Uh, This often creates a lot of confusion, but today you're gonna be helped. You're gonna find some answers. You're gonna be less confused, hopefully, Lord willing, and you're gonna be less stressed and given a greater sense of purpose because we're speaking with Melissa Mackey, the Director of Faith and Work in Chicago, a ministry that aims to equip believers to live out their faith through their daily work, ultimately transforming communities, businesses, industries alike for the glory of our God. Melissa, thank you for
1: coming to share with us. It's my pleasure, it's great to be here.
0: What in the world is Faith
1: and Work Chicago? That's a great question. So I like to think of it as an intersection of a partnership uh, with my local church and with the parachurch ministry I work with. Um, And so it's uh, an opportunity for us to help equip the scattered church to live out uh, their uh, faith in their workplace. Uh, we always say, to, to the, for the good of the city and to the glory of God. Um, for me, it really got started uh, in the past three years. Um, I worked in uh, college ministry for 18 years, and I would continue to connect with alumni who were really struggling with that transition space from uh, being involved maybe in a campus ministry and learning how to walk with the Lord there, but but struggling to think about what does their faith look like after college. How do they how do they think about what they're doing in their daily work? Well, now? let's
0: say I'm a car salesman, and I'm wondering how can I glorify God? What where, where do I start? I mean, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a pastor. I'm not a missionary. Um, I know my church tells me
1: pray and give money? Is that the end of it? (laughs) Right. That's a great question. And honestly, I think that that is what I'm, I'm so passionate about. I think that, um, you know, uh, too often we, we live out this kind of sacred secular split, I would say, where we have this idea that our faith, um, you know, and, and the most maybe important jobs are related to just evangelism and discipleship. And so, uh, you know, there's this hierarchy of, of spiritual jobs, um, and that uh, for me to live out my faith in the workplace, it just means, well, I maybe try to do evangelism with my coworkers and you know, I, maybe I make money to give, to give away. But I think that the whole arc of the biblical storyline uh, tells us a much different story about work that's, um, that's so encouraging for anyone in any job they do.
0: And what is that story? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, So in thinking about what does the Bible have to say about work, I kind of think it has everything to say about work from Genesis to Revelation. So, um, you know, uh, the bigger story, that bigger story narrative is that – in Genesis, uh, God created man in his image. And so when we even think about what is the image of God, what we've seen all so far in that first chapter of Genesis is God is a worker. You know, he's creating, he's he's designing, he's a, right. I got, I got to
0: interrupt because I I used to get depressed by thinking about the world, you know, and the secularism and all the buildings and, you know, where is God? But now I've learned to look at this is God's creation because he created the people the architects, the builders, yep. the masons, uh, even the re- even the real estate speculators that yep. created all this uh, this glorious construction. So I can see the world through new eyes. This is absolutely. this is
1: God's work yep. and to God's glory. Yep, absolutely. And and we are created in in His image. It's it's what it means to be human is to uh, is to follow God's. Uh, be, be his image, be his steward in this world. And so um, and so. what I love to, to talk about is how God gave, uh, we call it the cultural mandate in Genesis uh, 1, 26 through 28. And so he he gave humanity work to do. It was, the, it was the first job description, to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth, to subdue it, to have dominion. Uh, there's so much packed in there about work besides being an image bearer. It's this job description that he gave us. And so, um, you know, we, we often think sometimes that work is this like punishment, <laughs> I think that that's often how work can be viewed. But really, it's it's what it means to be human. It's how God created us from the beginning. So before sin even entered the world, we had this this great job uh, that he was given us.
0: Well, thank you. Today we're speaking with Melissa Mackey of Faith and Work in Chicago and she's explaining to us how we can find greater relevance in our jobs and greater service to God and and possibly be less anxious. Uh, let's talk about anxiety for a minute, because a lot of people are anxious, worried, um, even listening to this in the radio as they're driving along or on a, on a podcast, and they've got probably a list of half a dozen things. And work is at the top of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And what does God say about how to get joy and less anxiety in your work?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Well, I mean I think I think immediately about um, uh, when he tells us to to not be anxious about anything but with prayer and petition to submit everything to him, right So I think that one of the things that we can think about is uh, you know we often think that we are um, Maybe responsible to people um, that some of our anxiety comes from maybe trying to, to please our boss or please the people around us. And I, I think when we think about uh, God as the King and authority over everything and that, um, you know, and, and everything that we do, uh, Colossians three seventeen says, whatever we do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Um, and so when we, we recognize that our audience is an audience of one. Amen. And- wow. Yeah.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> right. Hallelujah. Did you folks and- that
1: his disciples were worried about where
0: they would sleep and how they'd make enough money, and and he said, "Look, you, you, you got to rearrange your thinking. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and God will take care of all of these things." Mm-hmm. So uh, combine these statements and and decide to give your life and your work wholly to Jesus, and he'll he'll show you how to put Him first. It may be by by befriending. And being nice to that coworker mm-hmm. that works next to you and is always nasty mm-hmm. and doesn't like the fact that you may mention church once in a while. Oh, right. Uh, that's a problem too that a people have. How do you share your faith or have a prayer meeting mm-hmm. or Bible study at 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 work without being um, disrespectful or dishonest in your oh. uh, uh, agreement to work and and provide income for your employer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so many different ways that uh, that we can be a light in our workplace, right? So I, I think it starts off even with what you were talking about. It's it's being hardworking. It's showing up on time. It's going the extra mile. It's that uh, it's uh, you know in, in our deeds and, and everything that we do. It's being faithful to um, to God first as our as our primary boss, and, and we want to be those people who who are hardworking, who serve other people. So then it's how we treat people, how we respond. I think about you know do we do we ask for forgiveness when we've done something wrong? Wrong. Oh, Do wow. people see us as now, people who can be humble,
0: right? Uh, well, that's, uh, that's awesome. If we look at our politicians <laughs> as examples, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at how few mistakes they ever acknowledge right. and how many right. they and make it's So
1: powerful because we all know that we, we all experience that when we do something wrong. And so how amazing it is when we can set that culture of just authenticity, vulnerability and, and, and admitting our mistakes, because we know we're people who are forgiven and yes. we can extend and, that.
0: And, and we could dare to see ourselves as God sees us. Yep. That is he loves us even with our sin right. and, and faults and wants to forgive us and help us. But if, if we're afraid to acknowledge before him or, or before our, our fellow workers, our fallibility, right. our errors, and our, our downright deceptiveness right. and, and, and wickedness, right. because we all have those too. Right. And uh, if we don't deal with those, honestly, they'll con- they'll continue. Yep. Um, I, I've, I've seen that as people confess their mistakes, they sometimes set their fellow workers free. Totally. To be able to acknowledge uh, their sins and problems and maybe have a have a reconciliation
1: absolutely and and i think you know when we uh when we don't stand above people when we don't uh stand in judgment or or uh make ourselves to be something that we're not when we're uh honest with our own mistakes and our faults um then you know that's a powerful witness that we have but i think there are other things that we can do i'd love to talk about faith flags um that we can do in our in our all right
0: well, faith flags. Wow, that's intriguing. Now, where do you? Uh, what kind of store do you get these flags at? And do you, do you sew them onto your suit or your dress, or <laughs> or wh- what? in the world does that mean?
1: That's a great question. I, I think there are just a number of ways that we can subtly kind of raise the flag um, to bear witness to our faith, uh, and and people are attracted to that. So so simple things. Uh, um, you know, even just wearing a cross necklace, putting things in our office that um that are you know versus scripture, though, any anything that might make a person curious. Um, I think about. reading reading a book on our lunch hour or listening to a podcast so that when you interact with someone and they say, what are you reading? You know, you might It might be a, a Christian book or the Bible, uh, any of these little things well, what's that might- a,
0: What's a good scripture to put
1: on your desk? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, I really love Colossians 3.17, that whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.
0: Awesome. Coming up, we'll talk further with Melissa Mackey of Faith Work in Chicago about how our calling as believers and our career calling go hand in hand. I'm John Malk, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
1: Malcolm Baker is nationally known for representing churches and religious institutions and is providing you with a free resource to help your church stay protected under the law. This church legal checklist is designed to help your church identify and assess general risks under Illinois law and is revised yearly to keep your church up to date. Go to malkbakercom slash church to download your free copy of this easy to fill out 21 section resource that your church can review at monthly board meetings.
0: Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk, partner of the law firm of Malk and Baker, and we're talking with Melissa Mackey of Faith and Work Chicago about the connection between ministry and career, and how you can effectively serve God, whatever your job is, whether it's a, an official ministry, pastor, missionary type of thing, or you're or you're selling cars or shoes or uh, repairing trucks. Uh, there's awesome opportunities if we can just get free of this bondage that uh, we're not workers for God if we're working in the secular area, a big lie of the enemy. Now, Melissa, uh, we, you gave us some great examples of ways we can raise the flag and, and tell people about Jesus or at least show them where we're coming from mm-hmm. um, in the workplace and be and be good faithful workers. What can our congregations, our churches, our church leaders and elders do? Uh, because they're often trapped in this this same confusion that there's a a paradigm of, of clergy and laity and never the two shall meet.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's it's one of my biggest passions as somebody who has been in. Vocational ministry for 21 years. I think for for too long, I, I kind of lived out this dualistic mindset without even being aware of it, um, and and really thinking that sort of uh you know there was a a higher calling and and maybe a, a lesser calling without without even being aware that that was my mindset. And so I, I think a lot of times we can uh, we can perpetuate that in the church without thinking about it. You know, so uh, we commission missionaries. Do we commission our accountants. I you know one of the things I love that we do at at, at our church is uh, every couple of weeks we do a, a vocational spotlight. And so we bring someone up on stage and actually get to do an interview with them. And I talk with them about how does your job give you an opportunity to love and serve your neighbor? Uh, how does your job give you an opportunity to see the brokenness of the world and address that? And so I think it's, we begin to reframe uh, even what ministry is, what it means to, to live out our, our image bearing, um, our call to be uh, restorers in our world and whatever vocation that we're in. And so I think there's even something of, of highlighting that, of telling stories, of, um, of not not just telling stories of the missionary or of uh, or of evangelism but really stories of our vocation and, and what that looks like
0: and telling these stories to the congregation absolutely on, su- sun- on sunday mornings yep because that's where the education needs that's that's really in in a sense kind of sad because sometimes when we're going to church to be set free that's where yeah. the biggest bondage is is right. that is that heretical
1: Uh no i think say that's that? so true you know i i've really been rethinking about uh the church as a place where we we come in together as a body it's a, it's the space where we're gathered where we're we're trained where we're um you know we understand god's mission and then we're sent back out into you know that we're the scattered church we're sent back out into the um into the creation to to love and serve our neighbor to to live out our witness as as god's ambassadors and so Really, those two things go together so much. We we have to come together on Sunday morning, uh, but it's for the purpose of being sent back out into what God has for us. Well,
0: I imagine there are pastors and 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 others listening at uh, at this moment who are saying, you know, I, that's right. I've been teaching people, but they got to go out and be witnesses. Uh, where do I start? What else can I do? Uh, maybe you could talk about how faith and work, mm-hmm. uh, that ministry can help uh, equip and and teach and yeah. uh, help
1: pastors set free their congregations. Uh, absolutely. I think it's so important to me that this, uh, even Faith and Work Chicago, that it's— um, that, that this kind of ministry is uh, located within our local churches i don't want to i don't want to be something that's separated that says come out of the church and, and learn this and then go back in but really how do we integrate it within our churches and so um, you know there are some great ministries out there there's one called made to flourish for pastors to, to really be equipped and trained in, in this kind of um, thinking but some of the things that we do really um, we uh, we offer courses we do a lot of education things um, i really try i, I want to be present with people in their work day. Um, so, so we do lunches, we do things where we can gather people during their work week um, and remind them about their, their calling, their faith in Christ.
0: So you're educating from both ends of the, of the spectrum. It's, that is,
1: you're, you're educating the workers
0: mm-hmm. saying, hey, you've got power, you've got a calling, God needs you, mm-hmm. and, uh, and get to work mm-hmm. loving God and serving God in mm-hmm. the workplace. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got pastors who should be teaching and equipping. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, what do your courses for uh, workers, what are some of the things that they say? And then uh, when we come back uh, after a short break, we're going to talk about what elders and pastors should be doing.
1: Sounds great. Uh, so, so some of the things that we do for um, for, for people in the workplace, uh, we offer um, uh, different uh, courses, workshops uh, that they can do. So Saturday afternoon, uh, we'll do some kinds of workshops. We do vocational groups. And so it's getting together Christians who are maybe in marketing or engineering or in the tech space um, to really think through their vocation Um together. Uh, we do book clubs. We do a summer course. Um, we offer a nine-month fellowship as well. So just different well, opportunities. That's like a that. wonderful
0: idea because we see in the legal field that lawyers who want to serve God in their legal practice, uh, uh, a struggle. But but coming to the Christian Legal Society meetings mm-hmm. where we can share with each other often uh, gives us New ideas and new encouragements and ways. It's not a. It's not a question of having a, a simple answer. Sometimes, uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of Malk and Baker. We're speaking with Melissa Mackey, of Faith and Work Chicago, about how believers can view their workplace as an extension of ministry. Now we talked a little uh, about what Faith and Works offers for workers and and people that you're trying to reach and help but the equippers are are the church and we know you give you give chorus uh, courses and and other other kinds of t- teaching I wanted to uh, d- discuss one explicit idea uh, our church has a mission a minute for mission mm-hmm. every every Sunday morning and and we have wonderful support for missionaries we have a a prayer guide 52 prayers a year once one a week for different uh, ministries Mm -hmm. that we support missionaries we support around the world but it also rankles me (laughs) that there are no lawyers on the list and of course we want lawyers but but there are no shoe salesmen there's there's no doctors Mm -hmm. um uh, there's There's no uh, anthropologists or college teachers or uh, homemakers and all those other needs. And so we contribute mm-hmm. to this uh, unbiblical paradigm actually, right. uh, this clergy laity yes uh, paradigm. In, in fact, the pastors and leaders are supposed to be equippers exactly. and the, and the workers are supposed to be doing the ministry. So, have you seen churches uh, implement? And you talked about this a little in the in the first uh, segment, but uh, the the commissioning and the regular prayer for Mm -hmm. uh, different workers uh, who aren't in. Vocational ministry, so to speak.
1: Yes, I think that's. Uh, I think one of the most important things that um, people in ministry can do um, is really get side by side with the people who are who are out in the in the workplace. And so uh, I love. There's a paradigm of church in Kansas City where um, they tell that their their staff that they can only they could spend less than fifty percent of their time in the church offices, and, awesome. and other times what, they need to be- say that oh, again. Yeah, spend less than fifty percent of your time in the offices of now. The how church. can a church afford to do that? <laughs> right. Uh, or how can they not afford to do I it? I would agree with you there. There's something so powerful, like I said, about, about being able to show up on a, a lunch hour where you know I meet with people downtown Chicago and they've been working all morning. We we meet together over lunch and there's just a re um a re-centering, I think, on on Christ and on understanding the purpose of their work um as we go back into the workday. So any any time I think that we as people in ministry can show up uh in the space during the workday, during the work week, um, and be side by side. With people who are, are
0: living that out, yes, and I also would encourage people to look beyond your own church. Mm-hmm. Go into your office, whether it's it's a, a, a bank where you work in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are probably fifty people that work at your bank office, maybe maybe five hundred, depends on the bank. But within that group, uh, I know my son-in-law works at at a at a, uh, at a car uh, a rental place. There are believers there. Mm-hmm. And find out who those believers are. Those are your brothers and sisters, not right. just necessarily people that go to your church. Absolutely. And you, you can say, could we meet on Tuesdays when you have your sandwich? I'll bring my sandwich and right. we'll pray for each other. Yes. And, and uh, pretty soon you get five or six. The people are there. They need to be encouraged. Absolutely. Uh, and they encourage
1: us. Now, are there legal problems with doing that? Uh, that's a great question. It probably depends on the location. And I, I think, you know, but just as a friend showing up to, to meet with another friend and, and talk about the things we we believe, I, I don't think there tends to be. Well, let,
0: let me add a plug. If anybody has a problem starting a Bible study or prayer meeting, <laughs> uh, give a call to Malcolm there Baker and we'll give you a free consultation. There's the right ways to do this ways to honor your employer, and the wrong ways to do it. Mm, that's great. And uh, we can give you a little, little advice. Melissa Mackey, thank you for speaking with us today. How can people learn more about Faith and Work Chicago? How can they get involved?
1: Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. You can visit us. Our website is faithandworkchicago.com to find out more about our programming and information.
0: All right. Well, if you have any kind of legal need or questions and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. If we can't help you directly, we'll help you find believing attorneys who will bring spiritual advice into what they're sharing with you. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. I'm John Malk, partner at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. have to serve somebody yes indeed you're gonna have to serve somebody